Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, Welch and Company Jewelers, the Allen Angus Pub, the Vincent Guerra Consulting Group, and. Axe Exotic Pets. If you are in and around Central New York, get those specialized reptiles, turtles and parrots and snakes and more at Axe Exotic Pets, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Again, Deezer, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you name it, we are here. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. I cannot wait to talk to our next guest, John Fina. Buffalo Bills, great. Had a great career in the NFL. Spent it with the Bills and the Cardinals for one season in 2002. Played in multiple Super Bowls. I just went on a uh, a podcast show with him, actually, and, and learned a ton. One of the good guys in sports. One of the good guys in the NFL. He actually went to the University of Arizona. He was the uh, draft pick for the Buffalo Bills in the first round. 27th overall in the 1992 draft. Let's get to John Fina right now. John, welcome in, and thanks for a few minutes, man. I know it was a great ride for the Bills, and you you really enjoyed it on Twitter, man. How are you? Happy to be here. So the Bills, obviously, one win away from the Super Bowl, going into next year. You know, they're they're going for it. They're chasing the Chiefs, all the things that we know. Um, I know you were bananas on Twitter, super excited, like brought you back to the 90s a little bit. Go through the emotional roller coaster of being a former player in 2020 watching the Bills. Take take my listeners through that. So it's really pretty fascinating because, you know, I'm 25 years removed or 26 years or, or 20 years removed from the last real playoff game that I participated in. But I think the difference is there was such a... Uh, I don't know about expectation, but excitement surrounding the, the entire team. So it was, I, I couldn't really stop it. I just kept getting excited throughout the week, you know, every game, because I felt like, wow, this team really has a chance. And I think everyone in the Bills Mafia felt the same way, just this growing feeling in the pit of your stomach, getting ready for game day. Yeah, and that's how we felt in the 90s, by the way. And and I know that I recently did a podcast show with you Um you know, on video, and I, I wanted to make sure that at the end that I thanked you, you know, during that 90s era because, you know, a lot of people come up to me and, you know, you get picked on. You know, when I was in middle school and high school, you're a Bills fan, you're a loser, Super Bowl, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a loser? Are you kidding me? You know, people would come up to me and they're a Bengals fan or they're a, you know, they're, they're at the time a Broncos fan, right? Like, and the Broncos were more of a failure, in my opinion, than the Bills at that point because Elway couldn't get through um, you know, he couldn't get through and win one either. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he went to four straight AFC, uh, four straight Super Bowls. And I would do it 
all over again. I don't know about four in a row, John. I got to be honest, but I, I would do a few in a row at least because, man, I'll tell you, for a five to seven year stretch, man, you know, the Bills are the best in the league. Top two, top four, top five from like 88, 89 to like 94 ish. And it was a great time. Like in the regular season, you knew you were going to win. Like you were going up against the NFC. Beating everybody, beating Marino, beating Elway, beating Montana as a chief in the in the playoffs, and yeah, that was a great time. You know what was it like for you, week to week as a player? Well, I think a little bit different for the players. I mean, when we were that good back in the nineties, we had a target on our back, but we knew it. Every game was the Super Bowl for the other team, um, so we had to constantly just continue to to raise the amperage. You know, to, to beat everybody that we did, in fact, beat. And it's hard to keep a fever pitch for four or five, six years. Um, and I think, um, you know, when I look back on this season, it was the same kind of feeling, you know, yeah. the idea that, that we could beat anybody. And you know what? You know, they played the Chiefs ten times. They, they might beat them three. And uh, it just wasn't that third night um, or seventh or eighth or however you do the math. The excitement, though, is real. And I think it was really a, um, a nice balm for uh, the city of Buffalo, especially under the circumstances with your governor and, and the pandemic. So I think uh, it was really, really helpful for Bill's Mafia to get through this really rough year. What did you learn from Jim Kelly? Well, it wasn't just Jim Kelly. I mean, you learned it from Daryl Talley, Thurman Thomas, and Kent Hole, you know, um, Howard Ballard, just fight. You know, don't give up, fight. Uh, prepare, fight, fight harder, fight to the end. And So they were all in the same... I only asked Kelly because he's the quarterback, but, you know, I was going to get to the lineman, but... So you're saying that all those guys shared the exact same principle in terms of teaching teammates something. That's what you're saying? Well, that, that's the beauty of it. Okay. So when you gotcha. look at this Buffalo Bills team, yeah. you know... The expectation is that your quarterback is your leader, but you can look across both sides of the football and find a handful of leaders on each side of the mm. ball. So there's not just one guy. It's not one name. It's not one position. You know, it's everybody in the secondary. It's, um, you know, it's the offensive line, Deion Dawkins. It's Josh sure. Allen. It's yeah. Stephon Diggs. The whole receiver core, you know, that kind of braggadocio confidence that you get from winning, you know, from feeding off one another and celebrating everybody else's success. So you grew up, uh, you were born in Minnesota, right? But you went to Arizona for college, is that right? No, I moved, my parents moved to Arizona the year I was born. So <laughs> I didn't spend any time there. Wow, okay. All right, what, what did you, like, when you got picked by <laughs> Buffalo, were you... Were you kind of like, uh, where the fuck is this place? Did you say that? No, because my parents are from Rochester, New York. I've got cousins all over Monroe County. Um, you know, the Finas and all of my aunts who married, the Silvestris. I mean, you know, I have more relatives in uh, 10 square miles in Rochester, New York, than I do anywhere else. Wow, so I didn't real. so your family, is- oh wow, I didn't realize that, okay, cool. Um, my, father, my father and two of my cousins both went to St. John Fisher. Oh my God, what a great campus, and now obviously, you know, this year, no, because of the corona, but now they have training, you know, they had training camp there, obviously, for, for a long time. Um, 
when did you so when you put on the uniform for the Bills and you knew the expectations and you were there and and you know kind of trying to grow and, and win a championship were you nervous when you walked through the doors as a oh, college yeah. kid okay I mean, anybody that isn't is, is lying. I mean, you can pull it off maybe a little bit, but, yeah. you know, you got to have a little bit of humility for God's sakes. You know, there's something inside of you that says, holy crap, I'm in the hollowed halls of a place that most mortal men never get to set foot. It's a humbling experience, and it's at the same time exhilarating and daunting. What are you doing now? For my listeners, a lot of them are Bills fans. What are you doing now, John? What's... uh? What's keeping you going? I'm sitting down at Weir Italia in Las Vegas having pot thai. It's delicious. Uh, <laughs> I get the question. I work for a um, pharmaceutical company called Ocular Therapeutics. Okay. What? Yeah. What? What? So, what's your what's your day look like Monday to Friday? Oh, it's it's pharmaceutical sales. So I work with surgeons and ambulatory surgery centers, and you know I. Um, you know, promote a terrific product. John Fina with us, a former offensive tackle, Buffalo Bills. Um, when you walk out on the field and you're playing in the Super Bowl, what is going on in your body? Head to toe, butterflies, stomach, the morning of, the day before, the night before, sleep. I mean, what what's that like, man, taking the field in the Super Bowl? Jeez, what, what, what a... What a moment, what a day, what a pressure cooker, huh? Well, the real step up is from the regular season to the playoffs. I mean, that's when you really feel it the most. Um, you know, from the championship game to the Super Bowl, I don't think it's that striking of a difference, but uh, everybody is definitely amped up. But it's, it's, it's separate from playing the Jets in Week 3, you know, or Indianapolis in Week 11. It's definitely, there is a feeling. Yeah. Everybody's got a heightened awareness, and um, everybody's wide-eyed and ready to go. You know, it's funny because part of what I was talking about earlier in the interview with getting picked on, and a couple more here for, for John Fina, the former offensive tackle, terrific career with the Bills and spent one campaign with the Cardinals in, a, in, in, in 2002. You know, the Bills, you know, the lovable losers, you know, the the four that you, you kind of took over the Cubs namesake there, and um, you know, four in a row and B I L L S, you know, the boy I love losing Super Bowl thing and all that bullshit. And you know, part of it is the era you live in. Part of it is the era you play in. You know, and and you guys played in the era where the <laughs> the Cowboys were unreal, man. I mean, Aikman and Irvin and Harper and Novacek and the O-line and Nate Newton and the defense and Dion and they won three Super Bowls in the 90s. I mean, they were kind of like a, I mean, they were a dynasty. Some people might say a mini dynasty, but you played in, in two Super Bowls, um, 27 and 28, losing both to the Cowboys. I don't know, man. I mean, I think that some of the era plays into the Bills, you know, going to four Super Bowls in a row, but, you know, the Cowboys were the king, much like maybe the Chiefs are the king. You know, the, the Bills are chasing them now, and maybe, you know, maybe the Steph Curry Warriors and Roger Federer and Nadal and Djokovic and maybe the 80s Niners and maybe Tiger Woods and all that stuff. Do, do you ever look back at that era and go, hey, man, we really went at it, we tried, we did it, but, you know, we were the era, and that era was owned by the yeah, Cowboys, yeah, right? Mean, what you're talking about here is people that, that don't understand what it's like to compete 
And Frank Reich said it best. And I just read this not too long ago, so I'm going to use it forever. You know, let's start with this. You tell me what you are second best at on the planet. Sure. And then we'll have a conversation. Right. I don't have any regrets. I mean, anybody that wants to make fun of somebody because their team didn't win a Super Bowl is, you know, they've got a screw loose. There are guys that play in the league for 8 to 12 years and don't make the playoffs. Right. Don't make the Super Bowl. And, you know, they'd probably step on babies and octogenarians to have a championship ring like I have, too. So I don't, I don't pay attention to people like that. And for your listeners out there, you know, your best, like, you know, putting your fingers into the sign of a cross and running in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like Brad Johnson, nice career. Trent Dilfer, nice career. Doug Williams was was elite for two, four, five years. If you mean to tell me that any of those guys are better than Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton, Jim Kelly, or Dan Marino, I, I have another story to tell you. Quick couple left for John Fina, former offensive tackle of the Bills. What makes a great offensive tackle, in your opinion? Oh, boy. Um... Well, I mean, you can you can pare it down to offensive tackle, but I think it goes across the board for the offensive line. You know, you've got to be disciplined, patient, and you have to have enough technique and believe in your technique that you don't abandon it when things start to go sideways, because they always do. Yeah. Um, you've got to have great feet. Sorry, great feet. You have to have great hands. And just like every other player on the field, you've got to have enough moxie to believe you can't be beaten. Because when doubt starts creeping in, um, you know, the bad guys can smell it. What excites you about Josh Allen? Uh, mostly, I, I mean, without being specific, I, I like that you saw the development. In a very strange year, anything could have happened with him in the offseason, but he chose to do the type of work that's required to achieve what he's achieved. No, I mean, I can talk to you all day long about arm strength and improved accuracy and his ability to run but I think it's his ability to lead and embrace his teammates and what I love about him too is that guy will drop a ball or there'll be a poor poor play and he doesn't have that look on his face like he just smelled something bad or they disappointed or I'm better than you you know he's a real team guy yeah. and I love that yeah give me in one minute left Give me a Marv Levy story. Give me a good. Give me a good Marv story. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, from college who live in Chicago, and we come back from mini camp. And Marv pulls me aside and he says, "Hey, uh, I'm uh, you know I live in Chicago." I said, "Yeah, coach." He says, "You know I walk around Chicago all the time. People recognize me and say, hey, you're Marv Levy, right?'" And they want to chat me up for a second. So that. I can't tell you, John. I've done it like six times. I'm walking up and down Michigan Avenue, and people stop me and say, hey, you're Marv Levy, right? And he says, yeah. And he says, do you know John Cena? Mm-hmm. So that was hilarious. Marv had a great sense of humor, and uh, I always appreciated that story. <laughs> do you know, by the way, sneak it, because you were less than 60 seconds. I can use the other 30, by the way. Um, what? Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? What? When was that? Was that before your time or during your time? When did he? When did he start saying that? You know, I think that was. Um, I want to say that happened when I got there. That okay. was probably ninety two or ninety three. Okay. That'd be interesting, right? Why are you looking at trade markets? 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I just I think that that quote is so amazing because, you know, Del Reed and Twenty Six Shirts have made shirts about it. Um, Bills fans talk about it to this day, and and frankly, when the Bills are winning, Bills fans would never be anywhere but right here, right now. And, and we thank Mar for that quote. John Fina, the terrific offensive tackle with the Buffalo Bills, for so many. Uh, unbelievable moments. John, thank you not only for this interview, but for Bills fans like me and my dad and so many of my friends who lived through the 90s. I mean, we're all, you know, 39, 40, 40, 41, 42 uh, at this point, and we talk about those days. We we bring up every all of my Bills friends who are fans. Um, everybody can name the roster. We can name you. We can name the offensive line, the quarterback, obviously, and the running back and the wide receiver. And everybody, but it's the moments in in every single week, feeling bills, feeling like you're going to win, fandemonium, pandemonium, you know, Van Miller and and Marv and and the whole team in that era. Um, Thank you for everything that you put forth to to, to make it a, you know, really, as kids, a dream come true, man. And and this interview is amazing. And coming full circle to to talk to a lot of those bills from the 90s for me is, is a thrill. So thank you, bud. Appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, we'll do it again. Thank you. The amazing John Fina, Buffalo Bills offensive tackle for so many years. Just an unbelievable conversation. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Empower Federal Credit Union, Stanley Law Offices, Rosie's Corner, and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. For the last-minute gifter, the crafty life hacker, or the person who likes to surprise the ones they love, Pro Flowers has you covered with bold bouquets backed by a seven-day freshness guarantee. Check out the fun side of flowers and save up to 15% when you go to proflowers.com refresh. Any day is a good day to send some big blooms to your cutie or a gift basket and botanical beauty to your bestie. Just head over to proflowers.com refresh and save up to 15%. See website terms for details. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.